0: Welcome to Off The Ledger, presented by the MICPA, a conversation designed to help grow your leadership skills and take you further in the accounting profession. Our topic today is diversity in the accounting profession. I'm Joe Colosi, and our guest is Alan Young. Alan is the managing partner at Alan C. Young & Associates. He served as the chair of the MICPA Board of Directors, as well as serving as a member of our DEI task force and the legislative advisory committee. Additionally, he was in an acapella group in college called Little Al and the Ultimate Inn. Welcome, Alan Young. Hi, Alan. Hey, how are you, Joe? Doing great. Thank you so much for making time today. Uh, As I did say already, our topic today is diversity in the accounting profession. So I'm hoping uh, you can talk about the role minority-owned firms in the Detroit area have played in advancing accounting and just accounting as a whole. Sure. And, and, and one little clarification about that little Al in the ultimate end. I mean, yeah,
1: the guys I was with were six, four, it was two of them. So I think a lot of us would be little something compared to them, but by all
0: means, yes. Be that so as it
1: may, we but the records
0: show that you are
1: by no means little currently. Yeah. Not that little, but you know, 40 years and 40 pounds ago, you know, who knows what I looked like, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, th- that's an, a very important, uh, topic that you brought up because, um, in the early days, especially when they had the big eight, the big six or whatever, you had a lot of people competing for those spots who, and I remember at Michigan State, you could even have a grade point average higher than a four point. And so the big the, the big firms, the the they were all going after the four point students and three eights. But what happened was there was a lot of very, very good students who didn't have the the maturity at that point in time or whatever you want to say, or the background to help them, you know, parents or whatever. So they may get like a 3.2, 3.1, 2.9. And so a lot of these students were minority, not just black, but they were Hispanic or whatever. So the question becomes, if you can't go with the big, Eight, or you can't go with the big six, or you can't go with the big four, but you do love the the work that accountants and public accountants do. Where do you go? Well, fortunately for a lot of minority students, you had the uh, the minority firms, and those are people generally who what had like like I had worked with a big firm. I was with Deloitte, okay, uh, at the time. And I broke off, started a firm, and we have hardly, we have, over the years, we have hired hundreds of people who have probably not, would have, probably would have not been approved for employment for the bigger firms, but they came here. And we had a commitment to our community to develop them, and to say it's okay that you only got three two, but you're as good as they are, and we are going to help you to develop your craft and then a lot of them they did just that I mean they really excelled, you know they had something to prove too sure so they so they excelled in their their craft, and they went on from here from our firm. Uh, to be uh, cFOs of uh, cities uh, companies uh, the like so had they not been able to get that opportunity from a firm that was sensitive to their background sensitive to the the learning challenges that they had when they were competing then they you might have lost a whole generation of in particular, in particular, minority uh, accountants who, with a little opportunity, a little bit of training uh, and a lot of desire, because they all had that, could go on to do, you know, big, great things within the profession. So these okay. are by
0: no means bad CPAs. These are just people that weren't uh, the cream of the cop, uh academically. They were still very good exactly. accountants, right? Exactly. And the the interesting
1: thing is, is that the CPA exam is one of the most difficult exams you can take. And many of them who were not accepted at the bigger or the regional firms ultimately got their CPA. So the potential was always there. They needed an outlet or an avenue to to show their wares. And I think that's what the minority firms offered for them that, you know, nobody
0: else would would do. So, was that something? Was that was that the plan on your part from the beginning, or was that something that kind of you stumbled into out of necessity, or or not even necessity or opportunity? I guess might be a better word. Was that always the plan to kind of make a, a breeding ground? Might not be the right word, but to almost to, to create this environment, or were were you just trying to make an accounting firm, and you kind of had that happy accident? Or
1: well, no, and I mean, you know, I always say entrepreneurs are made by either. A dream or necessity. do right. for sure. So mine was probably uh, I had I had left the employ. I left Deloitte to go to law school, but and I did do law school for a little bit. Did well, but I found uh, it came to my attention that there was just a glutton of minority learned attorneys. For some reason, they went there. But in terms of CPAs, I only knew of you know, a few. I knew of Richard Austin, who was one of my fraternity brothers. He had a firm. And then uh, I got to meet some people in what you call NABA, which is an association of minority accountants. And it just kind of blossomed from there. Uh, when I left Deloitte, Some of those people at Deloitte, I didn't take anybody with me, but some of those people from Deloitte found me anyway, especially the ones that I did taxes for. And it kind of built momentum. I really wasn't sure where I was going to go next, but that just started building momentum. Uh, My fraternity brothers all started coming. Hey, why why don't you do this for a while? Help me out. And so, you know, pretty soon it's gotten to this point. So then the question becomes, well, this is getting bigger than what one person can do who's also going to... Uh, night school. I was going to 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 Walsh, and I got a advanced degree there. It was getting a little too big, and then you looked at your pool. Well, who is who can help with this? And the one of the things that I pride myself on is we won an award out of sixty companies for diversity company of the year. It was Court Magazine, and one of the th- reasons why we won, I didn't know we were going to win, but. I knew we were gonna be one of the 60, but I was about to leave and they told me to stay. They told everybody at my table to stay because you might want to hear the end. (laughs) I didn't even know they had a, I didn't even know they were awarding, you know, a diversity company of the year, but they did. And one of the reasons why they did that was in the essay part, we had indicated, I had indicated that, no, diversity was a design. I saw it as an opportunity because you know, the non-majority wealthy, they had an avenue. They had the Ernst & Young's or the Pricewaterhouse or whatever. But I looked at it as, you know, I would like to engage, if I'm going to have a staff, I want to engage diverse people. I want to engage Indians. I want to engage Black people. I want to engage whites too. I mean, it sure. go across the board. But my strategy was, to be able to hire all of them and then go to their communities to look for clients,
0: right? So yeah, that kind of works both ways. You're not just helping them, but they're helping you kind of hit markets that you might not have access to. And, and I knew a lot of them were
1: having the same old issue. I just missed, I didn't get my offer letter from you know Arthur, Arthur Young or whatever all of them. So we just, so I just decided that I'm going to have to build a force. I want a diverse force. And these people are probably coming a little damaged ego wise. So what we have to do is I've got to develop a pattern or a, a a route for them to, you know, kind of develop their skills, get their confidence back. And I figured I'd have a great workforce after that. And what has happened is that has for the most part worked. I mean, you have some people that are only going to be here two and a half years. They know it, you know, they, you know, they just don't tell you, but you know it too. (laughs) But a lot of the people, the average, the average uh, staff person I'm here that is here is like 25 years. Oh, wow. And they could, and they're CPAs. They could do other things and they could get paid a lot more, but I think that they all kind of bought into this. They like diversity. Sure. We liked it before it was, you know, sexy or popular. <laughs> right. We've always we've always thought that we because I guess one of the other key things beside their clientele was also we all learned so much from each other. We got people from Japan, where you know China oh, wow. and India and Bulgaria, and especially during Thanksgiving when we do it's it's a it's a we do a all you know a potluck. Where we have everybody from their companies from their separate countries bring specialty dishes, okay, and we learned a lot about their cultures,
0: their food, and we enjoy that that's a really cool idea yeah that's terrific and it sounds like to some extent I mean obviously you've got the folks that have been there uh you know uh, for a career, but it's almost for like those smaller ones it's almost like you're running like a little master's program to to get them that last step that maybe I don't say school failed them, but that they weren't able to get there through their education or they weren't proving that grade point average isn't the only factor. Maybe they didn't have that on paper and that was holding them back, but now you've given them that relevant work experience. You've given them that extra push. Uh, I think that's really admirable. I don't think, uh, I don't think you get enough credit for something like that. That's a really great way to go about it.
1: You need academics, but you also need experience. And the Mm -hmm. problem is, is that because they may have fell a little short on on academics, they were kind of overlooked in terms of experience. So what you're really just giving them is experience with people, you know, overlooking their work for a period of time. And so once anybody gets the the, the experience and decent academics, you know, they'll do fine if if that's their
0: if that's what's in their heart. Right. They've got the basic programming. It's just a matter of refining it. And, and, and right. That's a really that's a really great way to go about it. Uh, what about you yourself? How did you said a little bit about how you were thinking about going into uh to law for a little bit but how'd you get into accounting in the first place
1: um actually i went to western michigan first and i transferred to michigan state because at, you know i wanted computers i wanted something in i.t but when i got to uh, michigan state uh what i was constantly hearing was this refrain that accounting was really too difficult for most of the blacks. Oh, and wow. so they didn't go there. And so, you know, you're talking about different curriculums, you know, saying people are telling you, well, accounting is recession proof. It's a good one to go. But then other sure. people are telling you blacks don't succeed in accounting at you know at schools like Michigan State or U of M And after a while, my mother was a salutatorian of her her college and and her heavy background, math background on that side of the family. And I was explaining her to it. And, you know, her thing was, well, I mean, that that may be true for everybody else, but not you. You have a strong math background. Your high school cast Tech told you that. So it really became more
0: of like a challenge just to see. How far I could go with it? No, that's terrific. I, there's nothing better. I, I don't think there's any better inspiration than somebody telling you you can't or shouldn't do something. Oh so yeah, that's, that fuels you up. That'll that'll do it. And it's great to hear like a success from it because you know all too many times, unfortunately, they're right or or it's a self fulfilling prophecy where they won't let you. Uh, but to be able to 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 see that success and then to pay it forward the the way you have is really is really great. As far as going forward. You know, we've talked about where the firm has come from, what it's been doing, what it does, Where where do you see it in the future? Is it something you want to obviously you'd like to keep it going? Do you have a, a methodology for for passing it on or 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 making it larger or maybe even copying the this kind of model out to other firms?
1: Well, ours is going to be a unique kind of path going forward, because first of all, I do have a son who's an MBA CPA who has worked here for five years. He went to uh, he works for a CPA firm for the last three years, three or four years in Hollywood, uh, California. And his. it's a much bigger firm. And he's learning a lot in terms of what they call advisory services and assurance services. But I think that my plan is for him to get back here one day. Uh, And I think he has an interest. And if he does, that takes care of that. Uh, And the other thing is recently we just kind of uh put together a joint venture. We had we had uh tax and accounting and uh audit assurance. We were had a minimal amount of consulting services and that's business turnaround and, and all, that kind of stuff. So what we did was we just joined forces with a, a guy named Van Conway who is also a CPA. He used to be a partner at Deloitte but he's He's put together a pretty impressive consulting boutique company, okay. and that's what's taken our time a lot because we 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 put together a firm called the Young Conway Group. I'm fifty five percent. Our firm, it's fifty five percent. His firm is forty five, and by being so, we're the only MBE in the United States, at least that's the, the, the uh, PR people are telling us their research science is that we're the only one that's black owned that does crisis management and turnaround. Wow. So they, they, that open that has opened up. It's almost like starting, not really a new, but the excitement of the new, because we're going on cranes and this, that, and the other. We had a big interview today or get to get to know you. So, The bottom line is, is that that has now, that was the big piece that we were missing. And so I do plan on, I do, I've always said, though, that I wanted a firm that transcends me, you know, so uh, one way or another, I'm trying to build something with a roadmap so that, you know, uh, after I'm gone, you know, hopefully the name will still, you know, uh, press on, And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I see no reason why other firms can't do it. And we can't
0: have something like that in our community, too. I think that's great. And I think you've definitely set a lot of the the groundwork for that. So kudos to you. A lot of our uh, listeners are oftentimes early in their careers. So uh, just kind of changing gears slightly. What's something you would wish you had known in those first couple of years out there as a CPA? You wish somebody would have just said, hey, here's a bit of advice. Or, or or if you were to go back and give yourself some advice, you know, however long ago when you were just getting out of out of school, what's a, what's a piece of advice you might throw that way?
1: Well, number one to probably have taken the studies a little bit more seriously. Yeah, to kind of understand what I was going to be up against when I got out of college. I just think I really didn't have a a concept of that. And then also you know, there's I think I had the self-confidence when I got out because what happens with most of the minority firms when they go to the bigger firms, they're usually the only one there. And if they're, you know, kind of worth something, they end up being the only one in management. And so there probably would have been some social type relation building that, you know, you probably would have put off to the side to make sure that, you know, your your, your job didn't become everything for you. So you didn't become isolated. Uh, from, you know, uh, that and probably an understanding er earlier on of what the accounting profession really is and what it can do. I think that a lot of young people, you come to career days and, you know, the fireman comes and he says, oh, I put out fires and he has the hatchet and everybody's excited or <laughs> the lawyer, you know, their parents talk about lawyers. I sued and I won and, you know, but I think that the accountants being conservatives as they are, when they go in, well, I account for people's money and all that. And, you know, they get asked the old question, well, how much do you make, you know, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But we just, I just think that, there needs to be a, actually accounting is a highly, it's it's a highly respected profession. As a matter of fact, when I was in my CPA, I, I remember a study that came and said the most trusted professions and physicians were probably the highest or whatever, but accountants are right up there in the top five. They, oh, I mean, sure. lawyers were way behind lawyers were like kind of at the bottom, even though they get the glory in the TV
0: shows. Sure. So it's true. There's not a lot of uh, CPA TV shows. You're right.
1: Yeah. I mean, CSI and all that. But the thing is, is that there was really nobody promoting the accountants. People refer to accountants on TV as somebody more bookkeepers, but not the professional accountants that we come to
0: know in the MICPA who support the MICPA. Sure. And one of the big trends we're seeing too is this idea. And I think you touched on a little bit before the specialization and that it isn't, it isn't bookkeeping. I think if you ask anybody on the street, you know, what's an accountant do, they're going to say bookkeeping, but, you know, there's so many different walks of life. You talk about CFOs, you talk about uh, certainly bookkeeping is a part of it, uh, but then you've got different organizations, people that work for the zoo for sporting events, people that can go out to Hollywood. I'm sure your son's got some, Fun and interesting clients out that way, and uh, yeah, there's so much more to it than sitting in a cubicle and crunching numbers until the sun goes down, right? Well, exactly, and you know, and that's one
1: of the, you know, it's interesting you said that because one of the things you just said was the opportunities, and I think that that's something that doesn't get enough play. A lot of the CEOs, one of the things that I told a group that I was with one time speaking was the fact that if you look at a lot of the CEOs of the big Fortune 500 companies. <laughs> At the, finance is the backbone to all businesses. So if you look at the CEOs for the big uh, fortune 500 companies, you'll find that a lot of them were in their previous life, uh, CPAs. Yeah. And so, you know, you can tell people, yeah, they, you know, this, you know, this is something that I, I can't tell you a lot of exciting things about exactly what I do on a day-to-day basis, but I will assure you this, is that you position yourself now to do anything and go anywhere that counts money, invest money, uh, operates with financial uh, services. That's the core of what you are. So your your world is open up. Attorney can only do law. Right. Uh, an actor can only do, you know, act a scene. But now your horizon is so much broader in so many places non-profit for-profit big corporation public i mean the the options for accountants is just you know uh,
0: endless one thing it sounds like it's missing though is that hatchet because (laughs) that's a big draw when you when you're there at career day so uh, you don't get that but i think it's a fair trade to to lose the hatchet in exchange for (laughs) being able to work just about anywhere that conducts business Alan, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us today. I really True. appreciate it. Uh, that's that's all for this off the ledger. I'm I'm Joe Colosi. Our guest was Alan Young. Alan, thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll talk to you soon again, all right? All right, it was my pleasure, Joe. Thank you.